My name Vanessa Bourne. This is In the Zone. The time now is quarter past ten and uh, we zone in on medical matters. Now June is a Fertility Awareness Month, World Infertility Awareness Month and uh, this is a condition that many couples struggle with not only here in South Africa but also worldwide. And uh, to chat to us more about this, on the line I've got uh, Dr. Suleiman Halen. He is the President of the Southern African Society of Reproductive Medicine and Gynecology endoscopy. Good morning, Dr. Halen, and welcome to Radio Holderberg. Thank you, Vanessa, and thank you for having me. It's a great pleasure. Now, I want to ask you, let's start at the very, very beginning. For somebody who doesn't know what infertility is, give us a basic breakdown of what infertility is. Well, infertility is basically that you struggle to conceive, the inability to conceive, and if you've been trying for at least one year. So if a couple, if they want a baby and they have not been using any contraception and after one year there is still nothing, then by definition it's considered as infertility. It's quite common. It happens to one in six or one in seven couples um, that are trying to conceive. It's a very, very common issue. And does it only affect the the women or does it affect men as well? Is it something that is more prevalent in women, should I rather ask, or more prevalent in men? I think that's a very good question because I think a lot of people still think that infidelity is a female problem. It's definitely not. Huh? So we know if you look at the cause of fertility, about one third is by a typical female problem. Mm-hmm. One third is by a typical male problem. And then one third is by a combination. So okay. very often there is a bit of a male problem and a female problem. Mm-hmm. But yes, we do see that male infertility is a problem and also male infertility is a bit on the increase mm. so it's definitely something to be concerned about that was going to be my next question is infertility is there a, is there is it just there is there a consistent number throughout the year or statistics wise uh, or is it something that's on the increase i think there are some concerns that we have the first one is that um for male infertility there is been quite a bit of research in the last few years that due to pollution and due to estrogen-like factors in the environment Mm -hmm. and due to forever chemicals that are there, that it does have an effect on sperm quality and male fertility. So some studies have shown that the quality of the sperm in men is now a lot less than it was 50 years ago. And that's really a concern why there can be an effect on male fertility. I see. Also, from a female point of view, there is also a concern that um, sexual transmitted diseases, um, and a, a, a classical one is called chlamydia, mm-hmm. can cause a blockage of the fallopian tubes and then also can cause then later on in life uh, fertility because these infections very often are asymptomatic. That means that it is you don't feel anything of it, but then later on... Um, you can have symptoms of it and that uh, can then cause infertility. And then the, the last thing, which is also quite important, that fe- females, women, starting to postpone pregnancies more and mm. more. Um, and there are many good reasons now to postpone pregnancies, like career and studies and, I mean, and, 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 and many other reasons. And then if a woman tries to conceive after the age of 35, the quality and the quantity of the eggs um, is less good and it becomes quite a bit more difficult to conceive. So I think there are a lot of reasons why we see that there is now probably more infertility than there was in, in the past because of all these reasons that I mentioned. 
So for women, the 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 um, metaphor, the clock is ticking, is very very real. It's not just something that people say. But for men, on the other hand, it's not the case. No, no, that's not true. I think there is a biological clock for females and for males. Ah. It's a bit different, and you are absolutely correct at what you're saying that. But a woman is born with a certain amount of eggs, and a man makes always, every day, makes new sperm stuff. So a woman is born with a certain amount of eggs, and I always speak about the egg basket. <laughs> you must try to visualize it when you're having your first puberty, when your first period, when you're 11, 12, you're given an amount of eggs, a basket full of eggs, and that basket is becoming smaller every month. So a woman mm-hmm. will lose about 1,000 eggs every month. If she takes birth control or if she's pregnant, it doesn't matter. It's just biology. And it happens in the so the quantity of the eggs, but also the quality of the egg decreases. And the effect mm-hmm. becomes quite significant after the age of 35. Then there's a steep decline of fertility. And at the age of 45, it becomes very difficult for a woman to conceive. Mm-hmm. For a man, however, it's slightly different. There is also that biological clock, but it goes consistently slowly. That means there's a slow decline of fertility of men over time. So a man of 50, for instance, can still have a normal sperm count, while a woman of 50 cannot be, it's very rare that a woman of 15 will be able to conceive. But in men also there is a decrease of sperm quality. Uh. And for men, in after the age of 45, it becomes also more difficult to have a baby. And it on average takes also longer to have a baby. And also, very importantly, we also now know that men, when they are above the age of 45, they've got the highest chance of having abnormal children like autism mm-hmm. or schizophrenia. And this, um, this is quite new research. We didn't know that in the past. But we also know now that men definitely have a biological clock with a lower chance of conception and the highest chance of abnormalities, especially when they're becoming older than 45. So it's really something to say that the biological clock is not something that's only there for women. That is very, very interesting because I think that there is a misconception out there that uh, the biological clock only ticks for women and uh, clearly research is showing that that's not true anymore. I'm it's talking more important mm. for women, but it's there for men also. Also. Yes. I'm talking to Dr. Suleiman Halen. He is the president of the Southern African Society of Reproductive Medicine and Gynecological Endoscopy and we're talking about World Infertility Awareness Month which is uh, observed now during the month of June. Dr. Halen, my question now relates to the impact of COVID-19 on treatment plans that couples have been going through because this brought a halt to many globally, not just here in South Africa, it brought a halt to treatment plans that people were on for for, uh, infertility Yes, it's, uh, it's been actually very hard for a lot of women, um, the COVID-19 situation. So if we go back to just over a year ago, in April last year, when the uh, level 5 lockdown came, all fertility treatments and all fertility services were worldwide were suspended. Mm-hmm. I mean, also in South Africa, um, we as such, we gave a guideline to stop all fertility treatments. And I must say, a lot of women, a lot of couples were very upset about it and mm-hmm. were also very sad about it because we have been planning to conceive for a long time and then um, treatments cannot be done. At the given stage, during the first wave and the second wave, the hospitals were full of COVID-19 patients and we could not do any surgery because there was no space in the hospital because we had to prioritize, obviously, the very sick, sick patients. 
that is fortunately now quite a bit better, and now the hospitals can accommodate all types of other um, patients much better now. Mm. But then, when the COVID-19 came, when we saw that all these patients had to postpone treatment, we looked at it more carefully. And actually, fertility treatment is, is different from other types of treatment because the, the time is crucial. I give an example. If you've got a problem with your knee and you've got a bad knee and it causes pain and you have it operated now or next year, the prognosis is probably not going to be very much different. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, obviously, you've got one year longer that you struggle with your bad knee, but the outcome at the end is going to be similar. That's not always the case of fertility. If a woman comes when she's 37 to us, we're going back to the biological clock thingy. Mm. Or we wait here, and then at the age of 38, we do the fertility treatment. That can have a significant impact on the outcome. And therefore, we looked at it again. We even had a legal opinion on it um, in, uh, about a year ago. And then we found, and also according to the WHO, that infertility is a disease, like any other disease, mm-hmm. that leads infertility, that fertility treatment must actually be prioritized and can sometimes be reasonably urgent because if you postpone treatment, it can have a significant impact on the outcome. Therefore, we resumed first, in that was in the middle of last year, we resumed fertility treatment only for urgent cases. And then once we knew more about COVID-19 and once we um, had more uh, space available and with the um, decreasing of the level 5 lockdown to level 3, 2 and 1, then we resumed completely our fertility treatment. And I must say, now we are fully operational. All fertility clinics in the country are fully operational. Obviously, there are very strict safety protocols, Mm. but we know a lot more about the disease now than we did a year ago. And we know how to live in a COVID-19 world much better now than we did a year ago. So there's no reason for couples to put this off any longer or to be concerned no, because... Not at this stage. Okay. No, definitely not. That is very good news because I think uh, it must be psychologically, it must be quite distressing if you um, you really would love to have that baby and then something like COVID-19 comes along and really upsets the apple cart, so to speak. Dr. Halen, I want to know from you, anybody who wants to know more about where they can get help for infertility issues or a clinic nearby, do they just speak to their, uh, their local medical practitioner? That's it. That can, they can do that. Uh, they can, or they can go to the SASREG website, which is www.sasreg.co.za, and you can find all the addresses of the, big, uh, of the accredited fertility clinics in South Africa over there also. Fantastic. So it's over there. Or they can speak to their local doctor also for the referral. Mm-hmm. Dr. Suleiman Halen, it's been very informative speaking to you today. I've certainly learned a thing or two, so thank you so much for your time. You're very welcome, Vanessa. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and we just uh, urge everybody out there who needs assistance with infertility to not be put off by uh, COVID-19 fears any longer because, uh, as you say, you know what to do now and uh, these clinics are fully operational with COVID protocols and safety um, concerns taken in hand. So thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome indeed. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye-bye.
And that was Dr. Suleiman Halen. He is the president of the Southern, the Southern African Society of Reproductive Medicine and Gynecological Endoscopy. And if you would like to find a clinic near you that deals with infertility, you can go to the website www.sasreg.co.za and they will be able to assist you. This is Radio Holderberg 93.6 FM.